Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you for another hour until 10 o'clock. Talking a lot of Eagles so far throughout the course of the show with the offseason in full swing. A couple more moves made today. Nobody better to talk about the offseason with than NBC Sports Philadelphia Eagles insider Ruben Frank. Rube, thanks for hopping on for a few minutes. Anytime for you, Tom. Uh, well, I appreciate it, Ruben. Uh, I guess first off, we'll start with uh, some of the moves today. Uh, Will Parks, safety from Philly, returning um, to the city from Denver, and Jatavis Brown, a linebacker. Uh, what can you tell us about these couple guys? Well, I think they're both really similar in that neither one's ever been really a full-time starter, uh, but they both have started. I think Parks has started 15 games in his career. Brown started 23. 
Um, they're both young guys, 25, 26 years old. Um, they're both guys who kind of their role might be undefined, but they both play positions that the Eagles are really thin at. You know, Eagles don't have any linebackers under contract except, you know, Nate Gary and uh, TJ Edwards, Alex Singleton, guys like that, uh, Duke Riley, and they don't have any safeties other than they they, they converted Jalen Mills to safety. They got Rodney and, and they got Marcus Epps. So they're, they're both coming into, you know, positions where, there's not a lot of depth. There's not a lot of bodies and their positions that um, the Eagles certainly need help at, but they're both also guys who, you know, at worst would be good special teamers or both, they both played a lot of special teams in this career. Um, and at best would be role players, sub package type guys um, who both signed one year deal. So you kind of aren't really, um, taking any risk financially as far as dead money goes and they're not huge bonuses um they're typical kind of second week of free agency guys that maybe they help maybe they help you maybe they don't it's it's really a a no-lose situation um i don't think either one uh, you know jatavis brown has a chance to be um probably more uh, important on the defense just because i don't have any linebackers and we don't really know if tj was I, I liked what i saw from him um but i'm just not sure if he's, you know, we just don't know who he is as a player. So, um, you know, I think they'll both be role players and they'll both be situational guys and special teams guys and, you know, middle of the roster type dudes. And they're here for a year and you see if they can play and um, they both give you some depth, uh, but they certainly have a lot of work to do uh, still. Right. So the addition of Parks, Rube, um, you don't think that would impact the plan, so to speak, if the plan is to move to Jalen Mills to safety, you don't think that would be altered by the fact that Parks comes in? Maybe you keep Mills at the opposite corner, uh, opposite uh, Darius Slay? Well, if Slay wins a, a starting job over, you know, Rasul and Sydney, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I think he gives you flexibility that way. There's no doubt about it. If uh, I think Jalen Mills will certainly get the first crack at safety, but, yeah, he's never played the position, you know, at least in the NFL. So if he, I mean, he hasn't even played the slot. He's been an outside corner. I think he got some reps in the slot as a rookie in, in 2016. But if that doesn't work out, it gives you some flexibility. And, um, you know, if if the other cornerback spot is, you know, whether they draft a guy or they try to, you know, make Sydney a reclamation project or, you know, Cravon or Avante, if, if it doesn't work out, and certainly we've seen <laughs> we've seen that position not working out for about a decade now, uh, you do have the flexibility to bring him back and play him outside, but I, I think ideally they would like to they would like to keep Jalen at safety and have either Sydney or you know whether Avante can be an outside corner. I kind of don't think that's his strength. If you draft a guy, maybe in the second round, maybe a, you know you, you try to get him to be a plug and play starter. But you know the last cornerback who started here as a rookie at, as outside corner was Bobby Taylor. That was 1995, so uh, the odds of that happening aren't great, especially with their track record drafting corners. So um, you have a little more flexibility. You have a little more depth. But uh, I definitely feel like they're going to try to start out with, with Jalen at safety and – you know, you, you have the flexibility to move things around if you have to. Yeah, and you brought it up, Rude. There, there are struggles in finding corners, which, you know, like you said, it's been like a decade now where they've been searching for answers at that spot. So they make the trade for Darius Slay. 
give up a third and a fifth and give him a, a pretty lucrative, um, obviously very lucrative contract extension. Uh, what can you tell us about Darius Slay for a lot of the people who haven't seen him play too much? Yeah, he's by default their best cornerback in a decade since Asante's last, you know, his last really good year was 2010. So, you know, they've been they've been doing it with duct tape ever since. And, um, you know, I mean, anytime you, they bring in a high-priced corner, everyone's going to think Byron Maxwell and Namdi, and uh, you know, it's just I don't I don't blame them. I think the same thing. It's just natural. So, um, but he's a guy who's got a really good track record. He's a playmaker. 19 interceptions. You know, he's got over the last three years, he's second in the NFL in interceptions. So he's a, he's a playmaker, which they've been missing. He's He's got a lot of swagger, a lot of confidence, three-time pro bowlers last three years, led the league in interceptions in, in 17 with eight. Uh, the Eagles don't have a cornerback with eight interceptions in, their, in his career. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you know, he, he's just automatically gives a secondary credibility. Um, the big thing about him is that, you know, Jim Schwartz has never traveled a cornerback because there's no reason to. They don't have anybody good enough. So he just wants, all right, you get comfortable on the left, you get comfortable on the right, and we'll see what happens. But now he's got that ability, and he will. He'll he'll put Darius Lay on him, uh, you know, Amari Cooper, whoever, you know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., if they're playing the Browns, or whoever it is, who, who they play this year. They play some good receivers this year, and he'll just he'll just follow that guy wherever he lines up. And then whoever the other starter is gets the number two guy, and you have the ability to to double that second best guy because you you can count on Slay to to go out there and and just um, you know match up against the best receiver. I think somebody somebody tweeted about um, he's played um, Amari Cooper twice and held him to no catches once, and I think it was like three for thirty eight in the other game. So this is a guy who can shut down the you know the best receivers in the game and, and do it without getting help from a safety. So it, it just gives Jim Schwartz a, a much, you know, a, just a, a level of comfort on that side, wherever, wherever he is. And it, it frees up resources um, for, for anything else to either stop the run, uh, you know, to cover, um, you know, a top tight end or a top uh, number two receiver. If the other team has that, it's, uh, you know, if he is what he's been, um, saying, you know, since he got to, and the other thing is he, he's played, you know, he played his first year with Schwartz as the head coach. So, you know, it was only one year and he wasn't starting yet, but he knows, you know, he knows the system. He knows the defense. He's got a familiarity with him. He called him a genius yesterday in an interview with John Clark. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, um, in, in a, in a summer where there's not going to be OTAs, we don't even know how much training camp there'll be. If any, he's got that familiarity with, with the defense. And I think that's big as opposed to bringing in a guy like, you know, Byron Jones or James Bradbury, uh, who doesn't know, you know, he's never met Jim Schwartz. So you, you have a guy who's played, it was seven years ago. He's played for Schwartz, got familiarity with him and a comfort level. Yeah. And as you pointed out, Ruben, I mean, big difference between him and Byron Jones, Byron Jones, only two interceptions his entire career. So, you know, a guy like Slay, like you said, um, really Eagles haven't had a playmaker like that at that spot since since Asante and you know you add Darius Slay and that'll certainly in theory make the secondary better but um the loss of Malcolm Jenkins uh I am not crazy about that decision um just your thoughts on on the Eagles decision to move on from Malcolm at this point and not rework his contract yeah I mean there's I have strong feelings both ways I think a you look at you know their their cap situation and you know, rapidly dwindling, 
if they kept Malcolm, um, are they able to sign um, are able to acquire and sign Darius Lay? I, I don't know if they have the money to do that. So um, I think that's part of the equation. I think um, I, I am of the belief that Malcolm is still a top 10 safety in the league. Uh, I know his numbers were down a little bit uh, last year. He didn't have any picks, but as far as um, just going out there every snap, never missing it down, never missing a practice since he's been here, which is crazy considering everybody else on the franchises, you know, um, been on IR. I, I think it's really, you know, he's just a, such a valuable guy in the locker room and he's a really good player. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have been in favor of giving him 12, you know, 14 million, but um, I don't think it was about money. I, I think Howie, when he said we want to get younger and I can't let um, emotion dictate my moves, uh, he just, he's taken that to the extreme. And, uh, you know, my thing about that is you better be right. You better have the guys to, to replace him. And if, if you really want to do a youth movement and, you know, get rid of everybody who's, you know, over 30 or 31, um, other than at this point, really Kelsey and Brandon Brooks, um, you know, you better know what you're doing. And you better, if it's Jalen Mills, you he better be able to go out there and, and hold it down. Um, I don't have a problem with, with moving on from a 32-year-old safety who wants long-term contract, $8 million a year. Um, I would have been fine if they did it. But if you don't do it and you want to move on and you want to do a youth movement, you better be right about who you get to replace him. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's the dicey move, especially a guy like Malcolm, who who gives you so much, not just on the field, but but off it as well. It's going to be tough to replace. And, you know, you look at the front line, what they've done uh, with the defensive line, bringing in uh, Javon Hargrave uh, from Pittsburgh, who they give a, a, you know, pretty significant contract to to play on the inside alongside uh, Fletcher Cox. Your, your thought on Hargrave and, and maybe what the Eagles could continue to add on that defensive line. Yeah, I, I, you know, my initial reaction, because it was the first move they made is, you know, what are they doing? They, they, they have Fletcher and Malik Jackson, but it really does make sense. A, because Jim Schwartz likes to rotate, you know, his, his all his defensive linemen. B, it gives you the flexibility to line Malik Jackson up outside. And I think Fletcher will he'll line up outside here and there. Um, you know, Hargrave won't. I mean, he's purely a, an inside guy, but it gives you some flexibility. He loves to rotate those guys anyway. Um, but I also think, you know, I think it tells you that Malik Jackson, you know, he had that foot injury and it was opening day, but, you know, we don't know. Uh, we haven't talked to him. We don't know if he's, uh, you know, 100% healthy or when he will be. And I think when you're looking at three defensive tackles who are averaging $10 million or more, you know, they're not all going to be here. So I think, I think it tells you that they're planning for 2021 when Malik Jackson probably won't be here and it'll be Fletcher and, you know, and, and Hargrave. And I think that's just the reality of contracts. And, you know, because the whole thing about a youth movement, it, it's not just, you know, it's not just now. It's like, who are you going to resign to and, and in the future? You know, it, right. are you going to give Zach Ertz $15 million a year? Are you going to give Malik Jackson another $10 million a year or whatever? You know, Kelsey, you know, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, you got to look at all these guys and, like, what's their future when, they're, when their deals are up? So, um, I don't think Malik Jackson will be here after next year, and I think that's you know that's kind of the long range thinking. It's all in the long game for Howie right now, trying to get younger and and still bring in talent. And you know most of the guys that they brought in, I mean they're they've, they're all in their twenties, and you know I guess Slay is the oldest one, but um, you know it's uh, Howie was serious when he talked about that youth movement. I mean he was he was dead serious, and he's 
he's holding up his end of the bargain so far. Yeah, and one more for you, Rube. Um, when you look to the offensive side of the ball, obviously Eagles focusing heavily on defense uh, so far. Uh, the wide receiver spot, which remains probably their biggest hole, Nelson Aguilar signs with the Raiders. I mean, kind of foregone conclusion, he probably wouldn't be back. But um, you look probably. at well, yes, definitely. Um, but you look at that spot. Uh, what are you thinking now? Basically, you know, they're going to draft a guy in the first round, and that's going to be the only addition there. Well, um, I I think the fact that Alshon hasn't been cut yet um, tells you maybe they're thinking of keeping him. Um, they certainly are paying enough to Deshaun that they pretty much have to count on him. So he can do opening day, and he's got to stay healthy. But um, I think they're in a position where they, they just don't want to spend the money. And, I mean, because they just don't have a ton of money to spend on free agent wide receiver who's maybe – you know, 28 or 29. And um, I, I think they're going to draft a guy in the first round. I think they might trade up to do it and try to try to get a, you know, one of the, those top four guys. Um, but I also think they're going to probably take a couple other ones too. They might even go receiver, corner, receiver. I think that's going to be the focus of their draft. And, you know, they have to kind of, hope that J.J. Arcega-Whiteside with a real wide receivers coach um, in a second year can can develop into at least a functional player. I think that they're really counting on, you know, they have, they have a really good new wide receivers coach and, you know, he comes highly, highly recommended and you just have to hope that he makes a difference. And you, if you have Deshaun in the first round pick and, and Alshon, who I don't know, I personally, I would have caught him. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, once once you could spread out that cap hit over two years or, or the dead money over two years, I, I would have said goodbye and moved on. Um, but if he can, you know, if he really wants to be here and he's willing to, you know, act like an adult around Carson, uh, I mean, I guess they're counting on that. There's still time. There's still guys out there. But I think the, that the draft is where they're going to really work on wide receiver. Well, I uh, appreciate it, Rube. Appreciate happen- Appreciate you hopping on for a few minutes and giving us some insight into the Eagles offseason. Uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. You got it. Everybody can listen to our podcast, Eagle Eye. It's everywhere, okay. NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com with me and Dave Zangaro and a lot more of this type of conversation available there without having to listen to you, Tom. Well, there you go. And uh, that's how you, Rube, reading your columns is how I do prep for my show. So me too. Uh, I appreciate that's it. What- all right. Be well. Talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks for take it easy. And yeah, listen to Rube's Eagle Eye podcast with Dave Gazangaro on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And of course, always read Rube on NBC Sports Philadelphia.com. Thanks to Rube for hopping on for a few minutes with us. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, a couple segments left. Um, and Rube brought up the Alshon Jeffrey situation. Um, I'll touch on that when we get back here and uh, give you my thoughts on how the Eagles should proceed uh, with Alshon Jeffrey. 215-592-9494. If you want to jump on, I'm Tom Kelly with you till 10, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.